recapping Fantasy Week 8 right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. What's going on, everybody? Hope Week 8 was great for you. Maybe you'll get a win on Monday night. It's Monday morning. This is Fantasy Football Today in 5, a podcast that gets you caught up fast on the news you need to know. I am Adam Azer with Heath Cummings. Heath, let's talk about some of the key injuries in Fantasy Week 8, and then we'll turn our attention to the waiver wire. I guess it starts with uh, George Kittle, but we also had some running back injuries. What are you keeping your eye on? Yeah, I would say uh, Kittle is the one we have to look at first just because of how important he is to that passing game and how massive the opportunity would be for Brandon Ayuk if Kittle were to miss time while Debo Samuel was still out. And then also the Kenny Galladay injury uh, may be the Marvin Jones and uh, Hockaday show there in uh, Detroit. Who are the top waiver wire priorities going into week nine? It's going to sound familiar. But uh, Gus Edwards has to be right up there because we don't know if we're getting Mark Ingram back. Edwards and J.K. Dobbins were very good in this game, and I would expect that to continue as they move forward. So definitely Edwards has to be up there. If if Zach Moss happens to be available in your league, he's somebody you should look for as well. Yeah, DJ Dallas is 33% rostered. You got to think one of those three running backs will be back next week. Travis Homer was active but barely played. Um, okay, so there are some names there for you. Week eight winners. Who stood out to you? Yeah, I think like there were some. Let's start with the losers. Okay, we get week eight losers. Yes. <laughs> okay, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards, Eler, like they're sharing with Le'Veon Bell, with Jordan Wilkins, with Naheem Hines. Was really uh, a kick in the in the rear. For you sound the you sound managers. upset about it. Yeah, you sound yeah. Beat, it was, well, it wasn't like kicked it's in the awful. rear. Yeah, it's awful because these guys were high draft picks on great offenses, and the running backs that were supposed to be the problem got out of the way, and they had the jobs all to themselves, and now they find themselves in this spot, seemingly moving the wrong direction. Okay, are you still confidently starting them for another Definitely week? Definitely going to start Clyde Edwards-Helaire against the Panthers. Um, uncertain if I'll be starting Jonathan Taylor against the Baltimore Ravens in week nine, but I would lean towards no. It's more of a, I hope I'm not. And then obviously also, I think Zach Moss um, was a big winner. He didn't really outperform Devin Singletary. They were kind of the same, but Moss got the carries inside the 10 yard line. And that's going to have a big impact on fantasy value, Corey Davis, Miles Gaskin. I thought it was great that Gaskin was so involved in the passing game into his first start. You feeling a little bit better about Juju Smith-Schuster? Seven catch, catches in this game. I know he didn't have a ton of yards. Almost scored about a yard away from a touchdown, but at least he's got a, a bigger role the last two weeks. I feel similar in that I feel like I have no idea what the Steelers are going to do every week, and that's probably very good for when their other teams are trying to game plan sure. for them. It's bad for us. And Ben Roethlisberger is still not really throwing the ball down the field to anybody except for Chase Claypool. Okay, Heath. Um, do you feel, how do you feel about Marquise Brown? Marquise Brown did catch a touchdown today. That was all he did. He complained a little bit after the game with a tweet. He wants the ball more. Fantasy managers want to see this guy go crazy. We love his talent. And how do you feel about Lamar Jackson? Let's talk about the, the passing game. And you know what? Why don't you throw Mark Andrews in there too? Because this passing game is getting a little concerning. I mean, I think if Marquise Brown wants the ball more, he needs to ask if he can change the running back. Like, this is Baltimore <laughs> Ravens offense. They're not going to throw the ball 40 times a game, and Mark Andrews probably needs the ball a little more. He's not doing enough. I'm 
I view Marquise Brown the same way that I did at the beginning of the year as a number three wide receiver who is going to boom some weeks and he's going to bust some weeks and it's going to be hard to predict which weeks are which. So you probably just start him every week. And Andrews is not the elite tight end we were hoping for. We were hoping that we knew the efficiency would come back a little bit, but we thought, you know, the targets will go up because they're going to throw a little more and Hayden Hurst is gone. The targets are not going up. And so he's a low-end starter. You're not dropping Mark Andrews, but I don't expect to get elite production out of him. Tell me if you are ready to drop any of the following players. Jarvis Landry. I'd put him at a four on the dropometer. Um, if you, there's something you want on the waiver wire and he's your worst player, I don't think you have to hold him. But if, in theory, if he gets healthy and they start throwing the ball occasionally, he should be better in the second half. How about Mark Ingram? Yeah, I would have dropped him really a couple weeks ago, probably. Le'Veon Bell? Not yet. This game, we saw an equal number of touches for Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and if one of those two becomes the lead back, then I would definitely want to have him. All right, everybody, check out CBS Sports HQ, noon Eastern, Monday through Friday. Make sure you're listening to the Fantasy Football Today podcast, the full-length version, and thanks so much for listening to Fantasy Football Today in 5. I'm Adam Azer for Heath Cummings. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.